0: Welcome to Education, Technology, Society, a podcast about education in the digital age. Welcome to Education, Technology, Society, a podcast about education in the digital age. Hello and welcome back to Education, Technology and Society. This is a podcast that looks at all things to do with digital education, education technology, but with a critical slant. My name is Neil Selwyn from Monash University in Melbourne, Australia. And today, we're talking about Sweden and the Swedish Education Digitalisation Strategy. Now, in September 2023, Lotte Edholm, the Education Minister from Sweden's new right-leaning coalition government, announced their intention to not continue the national digitalisation agenda. Now, as we're heading into December 2023, more details are beginning to emerge of their plans. There's lots of talk of a return to textbooks, a return to handwriting and analogue methods in the classroom. To make sense of all of this, I caught up with Professor Annalena Gulder from Jansherping University to get her take on what is really going on. We talk about the politics of this pushback against digitalization in Swedish schools and reflect on whether this might be the beginning of a trend, a kind of conservative reactionary pushback against all things digital. So these seem like really important developments for us all to pay attention to regardless of where we live around the world. So it was great to be able to catch up with Annalena to get her expert opinion on what's going on in the Swedish context. Enjoy.
1: I would say like five, ten years ago in Sweden, um, there was a push also from politics that Sweden should be in the front line of digitalization, both in society at large, but also in schools. So we, we got this first strategy for digitalization of education in 2017 and there wasn't any pushback really. Uh, A lot of people thought it was quite good. And also building on that, they then revised all the um, curricula. So starting with a primary school, secondary school, up secondary school, and then a year later also preschool. And I think the issue with preschool has always been there, that Mm. it's been a bit sensitive because I've done research lately or recently in preschools, and I can actually See there that the people are aware of for instance w h o and their their um what they say about small children and and digitalization so it's, n- it's nothing new to them, but it has not been in the front of the discussion until now really yeah.
0: so I mean you've had these five years where coding and digital competence and everything was kind of looking good but, i mean, so what has actually happened yeah. this year of the past few months as opposed to what's been reported?
1: Well, we had a change of government in the autumn or yeah, 2022. And the Agency for, National Agency for Education was supposed to have a new strategy. And that was quite late. So that didn't come out until December 2022. And it actually ran out then. And I don't know whether that was because they were sort of waiting to see whether we'll get a new government or not. But Quite quickly after that came out, you got the pushback in March from the, the Minister of Education saying that she wanted what what the agency had written to go out and, and to be looked upon again and to get some more people to have a look at it and say what they think of it. So that happened in March. And there was also these formulations then with saying that digitalization had gone too far in schools and preschools, particular preschools. And that has really never been the case before. You know, it's more being like uh, schools are not doing enough. Yeah, yeah. So that was quite a big turn in how it was voiced by politicians and being the minister of education in Sweden, you know, that's quite a, <laughs> a thing for her to say that yeah, it's yeah. gone too far. So then they, they uh, sent it out to different organisations and, and researchers and so on, and they got... I think about 25 different people who responded to it. I haven't read all of them, but I've gone through quite a few of them. And there's maybe a handful of them from like in a medical side and, and uh, cognitive neuroscience that are negative. The others are not so negative. Yeah, yeah. So, but they're sort of focusing on those negative ones, I would say, in the way they, they go forward. So now they they came out with that they would change. They actually said that they would take away the digital completely from, from preschool. But they got a bit of pushback from that. So like the unions and some researchers and, and teachers as well were writing in different forums saying, okay, we, you know, this is not what we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the unions were saying more like, okay, it's we need smaller groups of children. We need more staff and so on. So did the digitalization is not really the problem in preschool. Yeah. And now they've changed the argument a little bit, not saying perhaps that they will take it away completely, more towards that, OK, it should be up to the preschool teacher to decide, which as far as I'm concerned, that has always been the case. Exactly. But yeah. they're
0: making this big push that we'll have paper-based books and handwriting and analogue sessions and when children are learning about socialisation or communication, it won't be done on a computer. So, I mean, yeah. they're kind of making this kind of back-to-basics argument that yeah. and schools can choose.
1: Yeah, and I think that preschools in particular, but also for schools, they're saying, okay, it should be textbooks, more textbooks. Mm. All schools should have books. And they're wanting, you know, to be defined what a textbook is, but that's actually also includes the digital. So it's very hard to, to draw those lines uh, in today's society. So, I mean... <laughs>
0: Most of this is focused, it seems to be, on primary schools and giving schools. But weren't primary, as you say, weren't primary schools already doing this in terms mm. of using textbooks and mm. teaching kids to do handwriting? I mean, was this was excessive digitalization a problem, really?
1: Not as far as I can see, no. Uh, I think that it's become politicised. Uh, so even though, like I said, five, ten years ago, everyone agreed upon Sweden being in the front line oh. of digitalisation. But now it's sort of becoming that it's... OK, it's a right-wing government and they want to change the education and how it's run uh, and, and the basis for it, really.
0: Well, can we do a bit more of a deep dive then in what the backstory to this might be? So you've got this new coalition government, which is a right-wing, co- you've got a far-right party, but you've also got more moderate right-wing politicians. Yeah. From the outside, it does look like that this is a bit of a conservative reactionary, you know, it, it'll play well with voters, you know, yeah. back to basics, getting yeah. screens. Is there, a, is there an element to that or is it a little bit more complex?
1: As far as I can say, I, I, there's a lot of that. Like it's, it's you know, quite low hanging fruit saying that a oh, one-year-old shouldn't sit in front of screens. I totally agree with that. Yeah, But that's not what they do in preschool, <laughs> as from what I can see and, and other researchers. So it's, they're basing the arguments on things that are you could uh, question if that's actually facts. And then I think there's also very one-sided what kind of research that they're actually basing the, or saying we should look at research and then they mean cognitive uh, neuroscience. So they're not really interested in educational science.
0: Well, I was going to say one of the big, messages that's coming from the government is we need to look at what the science says yeah. I'm just interested I mean you've got pediatrics you've got medical you've got um, as you say cognitive who who are the the experts and the scientists that are actually kind of putting their hands up and pushing back on this
1: well I mean like I said, there was like a handful that answered to this and uh, there was also a couple of weeks ago a friend of mine was invited to have a discussion with the minister and she said afterwards that the ones who got like 50 minutes to speak, were these people with from the cognitive side and one person from EdTech, who she said actually did quite a good speech. But she was there more from an educational science perspective and she didn't get 15 minutes to say what she wants. So, so you know, there's a bit of a bias there, I would say. And like now they said that they want the National Agency for Education to formulate a new strategy, but they're also putting the frames that they should consider this in particular. And I was actually looking at, the new strategy that they formulated before. And they do point out there several times that in preschools, you should be aware in particular of the dangers that it might have with screens and, and small children. So it's not as if it's not in there already, no. but they obviously want more of it or, or something else.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I'm fascinated by the politics of it all. I mean, and Lotta Edholm as well, the, the, the Minister for Education. She seems to be very vested in this. I mean, yes. is there anything there? That-
1: I think as well, because she's from a, um, what they call the Liberal Party and um, they've been going down. They don't have that many voters anymore. And they have traditionally been like the school party. They're, that's their question. And I think she's trying to grab that again and to, to make them like the party for education. And then, like I said, this sort of low-hanging fruit is one easy way to get the public to say like, okay, yeah, worth, they know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, I agree with them on education. So that could be a way of getting voters in as well. She has been um, previously been involved in the free schools uh, quite high up in one of the the uh, companies with free schools.
0: And that's the company-run schools. That
1: exactly. It's still uh, um, paid for by the government, but run by by companies. Um, but she's sort of trying to downplay that, and they say that they are putting some measurements in, so that free schools can't take out as much money as they could before. But I'm not sure how that will work, or it's not. You know, it's, it's mainly suggestions. I haven't really seen any uh, laws, or yeah. So it sounds like a bit of a mess.
0: (laughs) What, I mean, there's a couple of questions. What are the social scientists and the educational scientists doing to kind of push back against this? Those of you that kind of think that there should be some digital technology in schools.
1: Well, and I was part of, of writing an article that was published just after in April, I think, where... Together with other scientists who've been in schools, uh, trying to preschools rather, trying to say that okay, the basis of this we can't see in the preschools. what we see is that they're using digital technology as one material and together with crayons or playing outside or whatever. So it's not as if it's those kind of things are absent in preschools. So uh, there is some pushback, and after they said that they would take away all digital and preschool, there's been more of it from both researchers and teachers mm. and the unions. But what I'm kind of missing as well are the other political parties. They're not saying anything different or you know, slight differences, but not really. So the politics of education at the moment in Sweden, I would say, is that there's not two sides. There's like one side and... Uh, a bit of difference, but yeah. not much.
0: But I mean, it's interesting that there's been a real appetite for banning mobile phones from schools in all sorts yeah. of countries, you yeah. know, in Australia and in Denmark and the UK. And I'm getting this sense. I'm, I'm interested about this Swedish case study and what it tells us about the state of education and the digital mm. around the world. And mm. there does seem to be a growing appetite yeah. to get screens out of schools, worries about harms around excessive digitalization. So I'm just wondering about how you see that in the, in the broader context.
1: Well, I... I I think, I mean, we've become more aware as a society or a global society of the negative sides of digitalization. Mm. And I I think that's good. You know, I think maybe we have been overly positive before, but I can't see how taking away from, from education would help. Rather, we need to educate uh, the children in how to deal with the digitalized world that they're living yeah. in. And also put focus on, on the teachers getting the education to be able to do that. And that has still not been done. I mean, we've, in Sweden, we hand out loads of digital devices, one-to-one devices, but there's not been that much of professional development of teachers. So, I mean, things that you are into, like the digital data and all that, and surveillance and all that, that's not really something that's part of the curriculum all that much.
0: And AI.
1: AI, of course, because there's all that some of these uh, scientists that they actually, government actually do listen to, they talk about AI as going to change the whole society. And at the same time, they say, you know, preschoolers shouldn't have digital devices. And a friend of mine actually talked to one and said, "So, so where is the shift and he just walked away. <laughs> so they're not, it's sort of a double edged sword yeah. there. That, it's really hard to get the grasp you know what do they mean small children shouldn't have it and then we should be aware of ai so where's the transition
0: it, it's fascinating and i'm also fascinated with the glee with which other countries around the world have reported this about you know sweden are giving up on digital isn't this fantastic and yeah. it's almost seen to be a kind of a bellwether for for a complete shift i mean with your kind of future looking hat on mm. you, you we can't be sure what's going to happen but what do you suspect might happen in the forthcoming months
1: I think that there will be some changes to at least the preschool curricula. I'm not sure that there will be that, will be that much of a change. The, and with this with textbooks, I think they're going to put that in like the law as well, which is also a tendency at the moment to put in, everything in laws rather than regulations or leaving it to the practice. But as I said, I mean, how can you define textbooks as only written textbooks? Well, you can't. So... You know, again, it might be more of um, signal politics than actually being di- big differences. And I'm hoping that some of those preschools that I've been to that actually use technology in a good way, that they can sort of latch on to what you're saying that, OK, the teachers should should decide. And they decide to use it in the ways that they know work. Which
0: is what we hope for. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. It, It's a fascinating case study and we're definitely going to kind of keep our eyes on it around the world for the next few years to come. So, I mean, thanks ever so much for the insights.
1: Thank you.